let me share with you some numbers around financial planning in India at an individual or personal finances level. Well, only 15% think about retirement financial planning in India as if, you know, the other 85% would never retire or they don't need to think about it. By the way, I am also one of them. So the irony is on me too. 75% of our investments are equity based while this number is totally opposite when it comes to developed nations. 80% of their money is invested in bonds and those kind of instruments, which are much better instruments uh, if you look at them. But then it's difficult to change this pattern so easily because only a minuscule percent know about any instruments beyond PPF or FD or for that matter, mutual funds. Now think about it. How many more do you know of? I don't personally, right? So if you think Indians are risk averse and there was a research done upon it, we would want to secure ourselves. Let me tell you that only 3.44% of Indians own an insurance today in India and 89% of our healthcare expenses are out-of-pocket expenses. So uh, we are not at all risk averse, I think. I mean, the numbers are abysmal and clearly depicts our ignorance towards this aspect in our life. But then as they say, it's never late. And today is an episode which is guided towards and which is directed towards this aspect of our life. And we have Suresh Sadagopan, a SEBI-registered RIA, which is a Securities Exchange Board of India registered uh, investment advisor. And he's also the author of the book, If God Was Our Financial Planner. I think an interesting name, right? Uh, God planning our finances for us. That'll be great, I guess. Namaste, I'm Shubham Agarwal and you're listening to SOS Secrets of Storytellers. Welcome to yet another episode. Today's episode is sponsored by IBS Hyderabad. Club Prayas, the official Into B School and Corporate Event Club of IBS Hyderabad. They're organizing C-Suit 4.0 by Scaling India. Lots of fun, lots of contests and prizes to be won. Check out our website for more details. Hello, Suresh sir. Welcome to Secrets of Storytellers. How are you? Yeah, quite fine. Thank you very much for having having on this uh, podcast. Thank you so much. Great. Thank you. A pleasure to have you here. So, Suresh sir, when did you first invest in life uh, or understand the power of financial planning uh, yourself. I'm, I'm really curious about that. Yeah, so uh, I have been like uh, the rest of the country men, like the rest of the people, rest of the investors. Uh-huh. Uh, right early on, I never had uh, any interest in finances. So like other people uh, whom I'm now probably going to talk to, I had left it to my father. My father is basically from a finance background. Oh, okay. And uh, he kind of managed all the whatever money was there. He just used to tell me and even whatever he used to uh, tell me as to what he has done with my money, the money which I earned, I never used to pay too much attention. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that happened till about maybe 35, 36 years of my life. Okay. I mean, I, I knew very broadly, okay, I'm putting some money here, maybe in the FD, maybe in some insurance policy, I've invested some money and so on and so forth. So I knew something uh, something was happening, but I did not pay too much attention. And um, as Providence will have, would have it, uh, around my age uh, 37, I moved into financial uh, financial services and financial planning field. Okay. It is then, I, I mean, so then uh, once you come into this profession, you have to know everything about uh, finances. Right. So it was then that I start learning about finances. And I mean, it was actually then where, where, when I understood that it is so very important. I have been as blissfully ignorant as the rest of our country till that particular point. 
right i think serendipity is what i would call that <laughs> <laughs> yeah you could say that you could say that right so then this knowledge was somewhere handed down by your father as well as in he has a lot a uh, major role to play in it uh, as well as your curiosity right yeah so uh, my father definitely tried his best to hand, uh, hand down the knowledge uh, he had uh-huh. to me uh, i mean i, I was the culprit <laughs> right in the sense that i was not really willing to pay too much attention so this is a mm-hmm. uh, this is a very uh, curious problem that we have uh, i mean among all the people in our country and every other country i mean uh, there it's nothing like financial literacy is low in our country and uh, it is high in other countries right i can tell you uh, from my interactions it is the same all over the world nobody wants to talk about finances nobody is interested in money they are interested in things which they can do with money they are not interested in money per se mm-hmm. so that is how it is what should i say about myself my father is a banker and i have very <laughs> <laughs> conveniently left it to him uh, but he's retired now so yeah things are coming to me yeah you know that happens a lot that's uh, precisely what i said i mean i'm talking about my own experience yeah my own experience uh, was like that but in hindsight uh, uh, yeah i mean i ha- i have not done the right thing so that i definitely want to own up and uh, i want to tell each one of the listeners mm-hmm. that it's very very important to have at least a basic understanding of finances right. even if you are not an expert in that it's absolutely fine but we all need to have a basic understanding of finances at least to be able to understand what is an insurance what is a fixed income product what is a uh, equity oriented product i mean at least that we should know uh, because when i talk to some of the client they said ha i have invested in some uh, product from icici uh, i have invested in mutual fund and actually when we open that thing it is some unit it is not a mutual fund it is some unit yeah very different so these kind of things happen very often so the uh, the level of financial literacy is uh, really abysmal and that we need to correct right and i think uh, uh, that brings me to my question what is your book if god was your financial planner all about and who is it meant for yeah so uh, so it's basically a follow up of what i i was just uh, talking just now see people are not really interested in knowing too much about finances okay so uh, in my case i have something like 16 years of experience as a financial advisor and a financial planner so if i want to uh, pass on some useful information to the public at large and if i'm going to write a tome about uh, financial planning and personal finance and things like that uh, i think uh, there may be all of maybe five six people who will read that book hmm. okay <laughs> so i did not want it to go down that path right so i thought uh, probably i can make it a bit uh, interesting and do the whole thing in a story kind of a format right so so that uh, the finance which is a subject uh, not truly liked by a lot of people uh, at least it can be packaged in such a way that it is part of a overall interesting story and uh, uh, i mean they get to read about it and uh, in the process they get to know about uh, the products the strategies the process that we follow in financial planning and everything at least they'll they'll get to know the basics about financial planning and personal finance so that is how the book has been written it is meant for the normal lay public but i've also leveraged the experience that i've had in the past 16 years uh, in the field of uh, financial planning as an advisor and a uh, lot of what i interact with my clients a lot of the uh, problems which i'm solving for the clients will also resonate with the various financial services professionals and advisors themselves okay so so it has two different audiences but uh, from a uh, 
it has been actually written for a normal investor audience right 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 great so do you think the reason for this money mismanagement if i may call it that is because of our ignorance or is it because of the lack of proper and enough material available in this regard i wouldn't say today that it is because of lack of proper material available at all mm-hmm. because today uh, if you go to the internet and if you search on any subject at all including financial subject i think you will be snowed with uh, uh, the amount of uh, information that you can actually pull up on any particular subject correct which could be another problem you know yeah yeah it's it is a super big problem it's a it's a big problem and internet is is not a place where you can be 100% sure that the information that you are getting is all correct also correct correct authenticity we don't know at all yeah so anybody can actually go and uh, blog and they can give their opinions so the authenticity is not really known and uh, its fitment to our particular situation is again not really known so i would say the uh, to start with uh, that basic antipathy towards finances is something that uh, is at the root root cause of all the problem it's a it's an irony that we spend so much time earning the money i mean we spend uh, probably after graduation post graduation we spend maybe 35 40 years yeah to earn that money and we spend uh, almost all the waking hours that we have in the prime of our life to earn that money correct and then we don't spend enough time to uh, i mean allocate the money properly to achieve whatever goals we want in the most appropriate manner so that's the that's the irony so uh, the money is lying around in the bank account lying around here and there somebody comes along they say you do this here some insurance person maybe comes along and he said i have a wonderful policy for you so i mean we don't even go through the brochures right this is the reality today so and then of course then uh, we also uh, don't pay much attention to how much money is required for the future so i mean money is there in the bank and we are spending it and new money comes in because there is a salary at the end of the month so that is how life is going on i mean we don't pay too much attention to our money at all that's the biggest problem today right uh so suresh uh, great that we've reached this uh, point in the in the discussion because the idea of today's episode is that we leave our listeners with some concrete steps yeah you know that they can start or do better with their finances at the end of this episode because uh, the problem that i just shared the lack of it or you know the grandiosity of it is that i also have been someone who goes to the internet and i'm uh, left uh, you know uh, i'm 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 left uh, dumb so to say because i don't know what to seek where to go what to read so where should we start so the first place to start is that we have to realize that we are putting in tremendous amount of efforts to earn that money and uh, that money which we are earning is going to help us uh, achieve various goals there are lots of aspirations there are lots of things that we want to buy and there are a lot of places where we want to go so the point is we have to understand this money which we are uh, earning after so much of effort we will have to spend some time to understand how that money can be made to work in the most appropriate effective uh, manner so we need to have a basic financial literacy and we should not really shy away from uh, finances so what are the basics that we need to have in place one is of course the liquidity contingency lot of people whatever money they have they will have in the bank account they will spend it off at the end of the month it will be some 10000 20000 yeah and uh, suddenly if there is uh, expense which comes up they don't know where to look so all these kinds of things can be avoided if you have a kind of a liquidity margin 
normally as financial advisors we ask people to have a liquid fund or a money market fund to to keep the keep a certain level of liquidity it can be 1 lakh 1 and 1/2 lakhs it can be more than that uh, depending on uh, the person situation and there is also the other thing called contingency so uh, this contingency is uh, or emergency corpus uh, uh, a lot is being talked at this particular point because uh, this covid situation is a kind of a uh, i mean a situation which we have not really thought about at all right in 2019 if somebody had talked about yeah. 2020 uh, getting washed away yeah. i mean we would have all probably uh, smiled in an indulgent fashion right. okay i right. mean we did not anticipate this at all but this is a contingency this is an emergency and lot of people have been found short on that particular front so we need to these are absolute absolute basics you have to have appropriate amount of liquidity you have to have a basic level of contingency surplus put away so that in these kind of situations or it it may not be anything outside it can be something inside there is there is a financial matter on which you need to uh, uh, you need to on which you need to spend some money right it's something to do with your family so you need to have a contingency provision for that then the next thing is insurance so you have to have a appropriate security net so that uh, Uh, so that you are you are not really impacted financially hmm. when something goes wrong maybe on the medical front maybe in terms of an accident maybe in terms of some critical illness and stuff like that so there are fortunately insurance products uh, which are available which can cover one for a very low premium right and we should go for that like even if we take a home loan for example uh, we have to cover ourselves for the amount of money that we have taken as a loan so this this is the second basic thing that we need to do uh-huh. then the identifying and quantifying goes lot of people theek hai income is coming and uh, yeah everything is fine uh, a lot of money floating around in the bank so we are spending we are not thinking about uh, the tomorrows uh, okay we are not even thinking about the near term goals like vacation anything we are not thinking or we are not planning anything yeah so we need to first think about what are the goals first of all identify the goals Hmm. and uh, if we don't uh, think about the goals the goals will keep on changing from time to time then we are not really going anywhere correct we have to first quantify the goal and we have to plan for that and we have to move towards that right so the other thing uh, very very important is we have to draw proper budgets mm-hmm. most of the people when money comes in okay okay i mean today you require uh, money okay go to the atm draw 20000 30000 whatever amount you want and you keep spending and after maybe 10 days you require more money you just go to the atm again you draw more money right. apart from that you are spending through paytm you are spending through what not bmap everywhere everywhere yeah yeah google pay everywhere you spend so you don't even know what you are spending you don't have a budget you don't know how much uh, so and this happens a lot with even our clients when we ask them how much you are spending most of the people are not at all aware and they will have to actually go back and start thinking and writing out and then they will send it across right you you you've touched the very uh, pointed chord i would say you know that is the reason i'm i'm smiling this <laughs> profusely probably at myself <laughs> yeah please correct 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 uh, always uh, we need to save at least uh, save and invest at least 20% of one's income so that is a uh, that is a basic hygiene factor if you where to ask me and uh, we need to at least invest that 20% before we start spending ideal amount will be probably 30% or more uh, but i would say uh, for a for a person uh, who is pretty young young adult yeah uh, at least a 20% to start with uh, could be a good idea because i mean uh, young adults may have 
uh, I mean, a lot of places where they want to spend money, be it uh, mobile, be it uh, on holidays, picnics, and spending, living it up, whatever. Okay. There may be a lot of places where they want to spend, and I'm absolutely okay with that. But spend after uh, putting aside a certain sum of money in terms of uh, savings. Right. So then when your income goes up, you can always increase the amount of money that you put aside. But to start with, it has to be the basic amount. Right. It has to be there. That's that's a great rule of thumb, yeah. And uh, if you don't know all these things, uh, the the last thing which I want to say uh, to the question you asked is that you, I mean, you involve a good advisor. If you can't do all these things, and if you can't uh, read up, if you can't think up, if you don't know what to do, where you're going, please involve a good advisor. I mean, even uh, when you go to the gym, you have a gym trainer, right? True. I mean, everywhere. Uh, today, nutrition, you go to a nutritionist. Doctor, of course. I mean, uh, when we have something about the health, we go to a doctor. You have a specialist for almost every aspect of life. Everything. And the most important thing in life, which is our own finances, which will actually take care of all the other aspects, we don't have anybody right. to consult at all. And who are the people we are consulting? We are consulting our own friends, yeah, yeah. our own colleagues, our own relatives who are as clueless as we are. Correct. Some of them are slightly better placed, but nobody can uh, replace a professional advisor. So if somebody does not have the uh, I mean, uh, information on finances or they don't have that wherewithal to go through all these things and keep up, it's better to go to a good advisor and seek their counsel. Right. Right. I think that's a great rule of thumb again. And uh, if I were to ask you, say, one or two rules of thumb uh, more uh, that we could probably live by when it comes to finances, what would what would they be? Yeah. Um, so basics again, uh, whatever you require uh, in terms of uh, the next three years, in terms of goals and expenses, uh, I mean, you need to keep that in liquid assets with low volatility. So let me uh, give an example. Suppose a vacation is coming up in the next 18 months, for example. See, that is a near-term goal, okay? It is not a goal which is very far away like your retirement, for example. Correct. So, it's a near-term goal. So, uh, you cannot invest that money into stock market. Because stock market inherently is volatile. 18 months down the line or 15 months down the line, where will uh, the stock market be? We don't know. It can be plus 25%, it can be minus 20%, or it can be flat. We don't know. So, the ideal thing would be to keep this in a low-volatility uh, vehicle, like maybe a short-term FD like maybe a liquid fund or ultra short-term fund or something like that. So basically what I'm trying to say is what you require for the next three years, you keep it in a vehicle which will not lose capital and which can give you some money, okay? Right. The, the At least the principal plus some small return is assured. Right. Because a lot of times the goals are very, very important goals. Like let us say uh, you have a daughter or a son and you uh, need to pay some uh, fees after six months, after eight months. So now, if that is the goal that you have, then you really require that money for sure. I mean, you cannot depend on the stock market. Correct. You cannot tell the school or college saying that stock market has gone down. Can you please give me three months more, four months more? I will pay uh, later. Right. So there are many, many goals like that, which are very, very important goals, which you cannot compromise on. Huh. So ideally, that's, why, that's what you have to do. And balance have to be uh, distributed in appropriate asset classes. As per one's risk appetite and as per when, as per one's uh, goals, when they are going to come in the future, as per that. So we will have to distribute that uh, properly. Keep enough contingency liquidity. I mean, I cannot emphasize this enough. This is very, very uh, important. And keep putting aside 20, 30% or more before you spend that income. Right. 
so those are the basics right right and i understand and i and i i think uh, they have a lot of value but you know while we go on this path of understanding of finances slowly and gradually there's there's still chances that we uh, go the wrong way what are some of the grave mistakes or uh, you know areas where we go wrong even if we are on a path of you know financial planning yeah so um, a lot of people do not understand the effect of inflation while we all have heard about inflation we know that inflation is bad the prices are rising all that i mean the true purport of what inflation can do over the next 20 years or 30 years is not really understood properly so this is one of the one of the typical problems that we have so for example coming out of this you don't know how much you require in retirement so we say that okay today i'm spending 45000 theek hai if i have 1 crore it will be fine so a lot of people say this incidentally so the point is i mean we ask them i mean where did you get this 1 crore figure yeah do you know it is 1 crore or 80 lakhs or 5 crores or it can even be 10 and half crores right but how do you know so the point is we need to fund understand what all goals they will have to achieve in the period between now and the retirement we will have to understand what is the intervening inflation in that period what is that they are going to save in that period so there are a lot of variables actually hmm. and uh, uh, this covid has also taught one more thing we uh, we generally tend to assume that we will have a job and everything will be a straight line and upward rising straight line see that is also not true i mean there are uh, the world today uh, is full of changes and uh, many of the changes are i mean uh, sometimes scary also uncertainty could could not have been at a higher point i think correct it cannot be uh, at a higher level than uh, what we are uh, currently seeing okay so the other uh, other thing is that uh, people don't have a plan this is what is super worrying there is no plan at all in fact we plan for everything we plan for a birthday we plan for a vacation even if we want to go for to uh, let us say a movie we have some plan yeah whereas the most important thing in life we don't have any plan at all nothing so the money is lying around somewhere we are just uh, putting aside whenever we want whatever we want okay okay somebody has come okay i can invest 50000 and what is the person who is coming to sell a product also asking sir how much can you invest nobody is asking you how much do you require what are your goals how much do you require for that goal what have you done for that goal and you are also ask not asking them i mean if you are not yourself interested in your own family's welfare or your own welfare why the other person going to ever ask you the other person wants to sell a product right correct so the other person is not going to ask you he is going to ask you only one thing how much can you invest today and on a monthly basis how much can you invest that's all and people fall for that and they do that and so uh, i mean without a plan you can land absolutely anywhere and the place where you land you will not like correct yeah and the place where you will land is not is probably not the place where you actually wanted to go yeah yeah so planning is very very uh, very very critical very very important and people are not doing that and that's i would rate that as probably mistake number one okay is there a mechanism to know if i am investing the right amount of money given whatever my earnings are and that my planning is headed the right way you know something that i can think of is there are many claims you know if you do not smoke cigarette or if you do not drink beverages soft beverages uh, then you will have a ferrari in the next 25 years or so you know those kind of claims i'm not sure if those really make sense or not but is there a way to is there a metric that keeps telling us that we are on the right path 
So, uh, what you're exactly asking uh, is uh, essentially financial planning. Right. Okay. So, in financial planning, that is exactly what we uh, what we seek to do. So, first and foremost, we understand uh, the person's financial situation. So, in terms of income, expenses, assets, liabilities, investment, insurance, and goals, we we look at all these things. Okay. And then we draw up a plan. So, once we know what the goals are, first and foremost, what are the goals that you have to decide. So you can, uh, without knowing what is your goal, then you can go anywhere. Then you have to first fix the goal. And which is a high priority goal, which is a medium priority goal, low priority goal, that also you will have to uh, fix because you may have 25 goals. Yeah. Uh, given your income level and given your lifestyle, maybe only seven of those goals may be feasible. Right. So first and foremost, we have to establish the feasibility, whether it is a Ferrari or whether it is anything that they want to do. See, as long as it is feasible, we financial planners can help. I mean, we are not magicians. Yeah. We can help with uh, prudent money management, appropriate money management, appropriate asset allocation, uh, proper risk profiling, and uh, uh, accordingly allocating money. So that is what we are uh, going to do. So it's very, very important to uh, get that financial planning right. If we don't have a plan, then we will not be able to answer any of the questions that you uh, post to me. Mm-hmm. And once we have a plan, we would have also asked the right question about what is the kind of, I mean, we would have also found out what is the kind of risk uh, that this person should be exposed to. So every person has what is called, what we call a risk profile. Yeah. So that is basically the amount of risk that they're willing to take vis-a-vis their investments. Some people are inherently risk averse, so they are pretty conservative. And some people are willing to take a certain amount of risk for a certain level of return. Yeah. Okay. So now those people may be called aggressive or moderately aggressive. I mean, as per the degree. So now we need to understand that and the, what is the amount of money that can be put aside for any goal will actually be a factor of their risk profile also. It will also be a factor of how many years to retirement. We have a concept called risk capacity. So a person who is, let us say, at 32 will have a higher risk capacity than a person who is at 52. Because the amount of years a person at 32 has till retirement may be 28. Yeah. Whereas the amount of uh, years that a person has from 52 is only 8 years. So the risk capacity, if if there is a loss or if there is any untoward incident uh, vis-a-vis finances, a person at 32 can potentially recover uh, much better, number one. And uh, the more important thing is the person can aggressively take certain calls with a view to get good return, which probably a person at 52 may not be able to take because they are at the fag end of their career. Right. Great. I think a great piece of value and great help from whatever you've described and discussed. Any one last comment that you would like to give uh, leave to the listeners? Yeah. So as far as financial planning is concerned, uh, I would say that uh, you have to take it seriously. If you don't have a plan, uh, it's not that you necessarily have to come to a financial planner. If you are able to do it all by yourself, do it. But if you are going to work without a plan, as far as your finances are concerned, it's just not going to work. And you will, like I said uh, earlier, you will land in a place which you will, which you will not like. And uh, today, I mean, nobody wants to depend on their children. Once upon a time, maybe 40, 50 years back, uh, the financial planning was having children uh, who are uh, reasonably well-educated and who will take care of the parents. That was financial planning once upon a time. Right. Today, that is not financial planning. So nobody uh, also wants to depend on their children and probably that kind of support also may not be available today. Yeah. 
okay that is the reason why uh, the serve take geo uh, geo uh, campaign uh, that i mean had a tremendous amount of resonance and response right okay because everybody wants to stand on their own two legs correct okay so financial planning is extremely important and uh, i mean don't don't lose sight of that i mean if you have not done that uh, do it now if you can't do that find a person who can actually help you to give uh, your entire life and finances a direction so find out that person and uh, then get that blueprint uh, done for you wonderful great so thank you so much suresh sir this brings us to the last section of the podcast which is a very interesting and a lovely one yeah yeah so you know how we've named the podcast it's called secrets of storytellers Correct. So please we want to hear a secret from your side. Uh I have two secrets, okay? But oh, wow. you may Great. think yeah. <laughs> so but the point is this is this is such a common sensical principle uh-huh. that when I actually reveal the secret we say oh this is a secret okay I thought there is something else. <laughs> there is some place some bank some uh, institution right. which can give you that 25% return. <laughs> right. actually there is no institution no bank nobody who can give a higher return than otherwise what you are anyway getting right okay so the the first thing that uh, uh, i would want to tell is that do not run after returns it is not going to help you in terms of achieving your goals i mean this is a very very fundamental thing lot of people think that uh, if you get a very good return at every point in your life you will do very well so i want to bust that particular myth you don't have to move the product from product a to product b to product c based on what is performing at the uh, in the market at that particular moment like for example a lot of people move their money into gold in the month of uh, april may june up to august uh, people move a lot of money into gold now people are taking away money from gold so what happens in this process is that they are pulling out money from some other instrument in which they have already invested correct okay and they are putting money into another instrument not for any other reason there, there is no uh, there is no logic to it hmm. just because something is going up they are uh, they are putting that money so there can be uh, from wherever they are uh, taking out the money there can be losses in terms of uh, when they are pulling out the money in terms of exit loans or yeah. tax uh, related uh, uh, tax related issues or tax incidents let us call it that tax incidents and uh, in the next one if it is a uh, fad kind of thing which are, which they are pursuing they may get into the product at the wrong wrong point in the cycle right and then again they will pull out that money when it starts uh, tapering like what is currently happening as far as gold is concerned today right so uh, do not run after returns have a proper well thought out strategic asset allocation that is asset allocation is uh what kind of uh, what kind of products should i put money in what kind of asset class asset class is one is equity one is debt one is gold one is commodity correct like that real estate these are all asset classes so how much to put in each of them so we financial planners actually uh, help in that there are uh, lots of uh, uh, do it yourself uh, sites also i mean you it's not that you necessarily have to come to a financial planner right i'm not saying this because i'm a financial planner but financial planning is important if you can do it do it yourself no problem at all if if not come to a financial planner right okay so the second uh, very important uh, point to consider is the regular consistent uh, investments <clears throat> it's very very important irrespective of how much one is earning it's very very important to invest on a consistent basis regular basis month on month basis 
in a disciplined way. So that's what is important and that is what actually built wealth over a period of time. And we have seen this with our clients time and time again. The last secret which I want to share is uh, with respect to expenses. A lot of people uh, tend to think that my income is not enough. Right. The problem is seldom about income. We have seen people with very sub 50,000 kind of income doing very well for themselves. Uh-huh. Okay. So it is always how much you spend. So let me also share with you one ratio. Okay. So suppose there is a person who is uh, uh, earning 50,000 rupees and spending, let us say, 25,000 rupees. Okay. So, and uh, which means that I'm assuming that they are saving the 25,000 rupees. Right. What is that they are saving? They are saving one month of expenses, one month of expenses. So I'm not talking about how much percentage of income. Okay. I'm talking about percentage of expenses. Okay. Uh, Okay. Now let us take the case of another person who is earning 1 lakh rupees. Right. And suppose person is spending 60,000 rupees and saving 40,000 rupees. Right. Okay. Now this person may be saving in monetary terms. He may be saving more. 40,000 rupees is much more than 25,000 rupees. Yeah, but I get your point. But look at how much of the expenses can be covered by this person. It will be only two-thirds of the monthly expenses will be covered. So we have to pay attention to expenses. That is very, very, very important. If you keep the expenses under wraps, I mean, if you are able to keep the expenses under control, you have done a wonderful job in terms of financial planning. Apart from the other things we uh, we can otherwise do. But expenses control, regular, consistent, disciplined investment and not running after the returns of the product and not shifting from one product to another product just because a particular product is giving return are the most important things, if you want to call it secrets. These are the most important secrets that you have to uh, keep in mind while you want to attain financial nirvana. This is this is beautiful, uh, Suresh. So this is really beautiful because uh, the third secret. I'm I'm amazed how you've put it uh, and how you've you know taken a very different perspective. Thinking how much percentage of your expenses are you saving is is a great way to look at it. Correct. So that's beautiful. Thank you so much. I am I'm very sure this is going to help a lot of people. Thank you very much. Great. I think thank you so much for all these words of wisdom and so much knowledge for sharing with us. And I'm sure the listeners are going to uh, you know get a lot of value from this. And I hope you enjoyed the session as well. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed the session a lot. Uh, one, one. If you would permit me uh, for about a, a few seconds, okay. Sure, please. So uh, this, this book which I have written, If God Was Your Financial Planner, contains a lot of things which I had mentioned here. I mean, of course, we do not have too much time to discuss all the nuances of uh, financial planning or uh, asset allocation or various uh, concepts and strategies. Right. You will find all that in the book and it is written in a lucid uh, story format. You can easily cover that book in maybe two, three uh, sittings. And I can assure you that you will be a better person for that in terms of finances after reading this book. It's a, it's an easy read. So this is the feedback I have got from a lot of people. So it will be very, very helpful if you are, uh, if you are a person who does not uh, you are running away from finances, this is exactly the book for you. It has been written in a story format. Even if you are a person who knows something about finances, this is a, a wonderful book for you to keep as a handbook, as a reference book. At any point in time, you can go and refer to various things that you may encounter regarding finance uh, during your life. Thank you.
Great. I think uh, goes without saying that the listeners would definitely pick up the book because uh, if this podcast of 30 minutes was so valuable, the book's going to be much more valuable, I'm sure. And uh, uh, no no doubt about that. Great. So thank you so much for your time, Suresh sir. And uh, it was a pleasure having you. Thank you, Shubham. Thank you. And thank you to all the listeners. This is Shubham signing off until the next secret and the next storyteller. Bye-bye.